Tornado Organization, episode 145. Dealing with someone who's not on the decluttering train. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone personal organization and today I want to talk about what to do with someone who isn't on the decluttering train with you. This is different organizational styles between spouses in particular and today I'm going to talk about an email I got from one of my students Malka and a message that I got from one of the listeners to the podcast. So let me start with the letter that I got from a student of my Conqueror Clutter class. I'm going to call her Malka just to make it easier and here we go. Malka wrote me, I wanted you to know that recently my husband and I have made good strides in getting rid of clutter. I admit it was hard applying your advice not to touch my husband's things and just work on my junk and clutter, especially when I felt like I was always waiting for him. I found that because I felt that I was waiting for him to do his part, I was making excuses about not doing my part. We both in the past month or so were reflecting on our life together of almost 43 years and recognized that we have different approaches on how to handle situations, whatever they may be. So we talked about our strengths and our weaknesses and saw that we really do complement each other. If we just listen to each other, plus allow the other person to work things out in their own time. Until last week, our living room looked like we were either moving in or moving out. There were so many boxes and papers. Even our air conditioner was in our living room for storage. We've been living with secondhand furniture for a long time, and when we saw that the local furniture store was having a sale, we were able to get a terrific deal. In three days, because of the sale, we were able to clean out our living room. We cleaned and restained the hardwood. We donated stuff to the local library, got rid of old electronics, and recycled tons of papers. We still have two more rooms to clear out, but we're both encouraged by the recent results. Thank you for your knowledge and encouragement. I appreciate it. Tamalka, I say kola kavod for making a stride. Now I want to read you a message that I got from one of the podcast listeners that I have. We'll call her Etty. Etty said to me, how can I make things easier when I resent the job that I'm doing? I feel my husband should do all the paperwork, but I end up taking care of it and I don't like doing it and therefore it piles up. I stash it away in bags before Shabbat and I know that it's there and it really bugs me and I resent it. I also know I should be taking care of this right away, but I can't seem to do it in a timely fashion. How can I get over this resentment? So I think that Eti can learn from Malka in this situation. And I think that the just and I think that the juxtaposition of these two um, correspondences has made it easier to illustrate one point. First of all, I think Kolakavo to Malka because I feel like she looked at her situation and figured out what her issue was and found the motivation to move forward by talking to her husband. And that's really great. And for Etty, I think that she can do the same thing. For Etty, I think paperwork is a problem. It's a problem for a lot of people. And she told me in the message the reasons why she felt her husband, you know, couldn't do the work. So here's what I say to you. Find a time to sit down 
slog through all the paperwork, go through it together, and then set a weekly appointment that you guys go through and do whatever is accumulated from a week. It could be a weekly appointment. It could be every two weeks. It could be once a month, whatever it is. But set a time on the calendar and sit down and do this because here's the thing. Resentment in a marriage is not good. And if you hold on to it, it's not going to put you in a good place in your marriage. It's not going to it's not going to make you feel happier. It's not going to make your partner feel happier. It's not going to make your children feel happier. It's not going to make your extended families feel happier. Getting rid of the resentment is the most important thing you could do in your in your marriage. So go ahead and create a time you can split the responsibility. Okay, so I'm going to just step away from Etty for a second and talk about Malka. And that is Malka recognized that she was being slowed down by her husband who wasn't getting on the decluttering train with her. He wasn't, for whatever reason, able to to declutter with her. And therefore, she felt that she couldn't do her part because all the other stuff was in the way. Now, Malka could have taken all of her husband's things and pushed them to one side or mark, put them in a box and marked them with the date on it and said, go through it by this day or I'm throwing it away. But instead, she did something that is really, really reasonable. And she went and she talked to her husband and the two of them worked it out. And that's amazing. That's amazing. If you go to your partner and they are not able to work it out with you, then you need to find another partner who can help you work out your stuff and still push your spouse's or your children's or whomever's stuff to the side so you can get your stuff dealt with. When you make a dent in your stuff, it makes a difference in the other people who live with you because they see how you're progressing and moving forward and that's contagious in a good way. If you are struggling with organization and your partner's not on the decluttering train, then get your friend, get your sister, get your mother, get your father, get your brother, get your child, get a professional to come and to help you. Because procrastination can last a really long time. And the thing about procrastination is that Unless there is an actual deadline, it's really, really hard to stop procrastinating. And when your house is full of clutter, for most people, unless they're having some sort of event in their house, for most people, getting rid of the clutter is not a priority because there's no deadline. It's not like it has to get done by a certain time or else everything's going to go wrong, you know? When you want to lose weight, let's say, for your daughter's wedding or your son's bar mitzvah or whatever it is, like there's this deadline that you can self-impose on yourself and it helps you reach your goal. But with decluttering, most people don't have these kind of deadlines. And so they're just like, okay, I'll get to it whenever I get to it. And they don't make it a priority. But what they don't realize is if they would actually make decluttering a priority, then then what would happen? It would be a priority and it would actually get done because the thing about decluttering that's not like losing weight is that most people can't declutter their whole house in one day. But if you set aside a reasonable amount every day, a reasonable amount of time every day for 
between a week and a month, depending on the size of your house and how much clutter you have, you could actually get all the clutter out of your house. And that's huge because you definitely couldn't lose 50 pounds in a month. I mean, you could, but that would be really unhealthy. But with decluttering, if you want to make a real difference today, you can make a real difference today. So one of the things that I think that helped Malka in this situation was that they had a deadline because the furniture delivery was coming. And that motivates you because there's some external factor that's requiring you to declutter so that you know, you can get done whatever you need to get done in your house, right? For for Etty, I feel like there's less of a motivator because, okay, yes, the bills need to get paid in a timely fashion. That's true. But there are ways that you can set up bill payment so that that's happening regularly, but you still need to go over your bank account statements and put away and file and do all that stuff. And that is less time sensitive because it doesn't really matter. It just helps you in your quality of life. And so what I think it's important to remember is that if you sit down and talk to your partner like Malka did and make up these, these first of all, the deficiencies between the two of you where one has a need and the other one isn't meeting it. If you can sit down and bridge the gap between the two of you, well, that's going to be the best solution, hands down, bar none, because if you can bridge the gap, then you can take steps forward and you can actually cross over into the organized side, right? If you if you put a bridge over the river, you're actually able to walk to the other side. It takes time to build that bridge, but once you do that, you can go freely back and forth to both sides of the river, right? So it's the same thing with decluttering. Once you get that done, once you figure out what the common thing is that needs to be done, in this case, it was we need to throw away all the stuff so we can get the floor refinished and have space for our new furniture. Well, then, you know, that's that's the bridge is is this common thing that needs to be done, right? And now you can move freely in between both sides because both parties were heard. The situation was remedied and it makes a big, big difference. But the thing about it was that this external thing lit their fire, right? It was this external need to get the furniture delivered that that was enabling them to declutter. But one thing that I definitely want to point out here, especially in Malka's situation, is that because she made the physical space, she was able to accept this new blessing into her house, this new furniture that she had really wanted. If she wouldn't have made the physical space, she wouldn't have been able to accept the furniture delivery because there wouldn't have been any space to put the furniture. So so it just goes to show you that we need to declutter and let go of the things in our lives that are holding us back and make order and make seder in our lives so that we can accept new blessing into our life. In Etty's situation, I think the best thing for her to do is to sit down and have a talk with her husband and make a weekly or a bi-weekly every other week or even a once a month time where the two of them sit down for an hour or two hours or even three hours together and work together to get it done. And I think that this is a very, very important step to take both for yourself but also for your marriage. In my house, 
my husband and I choose most of the time the divide and conquer method, which is he does one thing, I do another thing, and we meet somewhere in the middle and we're able to to manage our household that way because each of us is taking on the task that we're best at and we're both able to to work together to make to meet to meet our needs, to meet our goals, to keep the house the way we want to keep it. But there are some times when I say to him, like, okay, this is my task, but I need help with it. For example, we're preparing for our daughter's bat mitzvah, and there were a few tasks that I just was having trouble getting done for a variety of reasons. I didn't really want to deal with the interface. He's much better at writing out directions than I am. Uh, he knew how to use the interface a little bit better. He had a little bit of extra free time that I didn't have. So I said, hey, can you please take over this part and do this this task for me? I'm handling all these other things for the bat mitzvah. Can you do this part? And he was like, sure. And I just asked him really nicely and he did it. And he sat down with my daughter and the two of them did it. And I'm going to definitely talk about more about my daughter's bat mitzvah in a few weeks after it happens so I can give you a recap of it. But the point is, is I said to him, like, I'm struggling with this part of something. Can you please help me? And that is the marker of a good marriage, I think. <laughs> That's number one. But it also is the openness between you and your partner. And if you can't go to your partner and say, I need help, then that's a problem, number one. Sometimes, though, the partner is not able to help you. And that's okay as long as you can go to the part your partner and say, okay, I need help. If your partner says, I can't help you with that because I don't have the time right now or this is not something that I'm good at or I don't feel emotionally ready to deal with this, but please go ahead and get a friend or pay somebody to help you do that, that's also great. A lot of times it's how we present to our partners that we that we need help, where sometimes we say to them like, I need help with this. And we know that it's not something that our partners are good at doing. We expect them to help us with it, but in reality, it's not something they can do. So before you go to your partner, know what their strengths and weaknesses are. Know if this is a job that they can actually help you with. Maybe the paperwork for Etty's husband is something he really, really can't help with. That's fine. Then she needs to say, I know that you're not able to help me with this. Is it okay if I hire someone a couple times a month to sit down with me and sit down and do this? Or is this something that you're willing to do with me so that we don't have to hire somebody? And I think when you present it in that way, as I need some assistance, these are the two options that I can think of. And by the way, if you have a third option, I'm open to hearing that. But if not, these are what I would like to do. And I think that a lot of times why, especially in paperwork situations, what holds people back is not that they feel like they can't do it. She explained to me that there was definitely a language issue doing managing with some of the paperwork. But here's the thing. If you sit down with your husband and say, okay, I know that there's a, there's, a, there's a language issue, but I just feel really resentful and overwhelmed by it, so here's my solution. Either I'm gonna hire someone to help me with it who can, who can sit down and keep me on track, or the two of us can try to figure it out. 
I understand what it's saying, so I'll tell you where to file it, and I will show you how to pay it these first couple of times, and then going forward, we'll work together so it takes us less time so we both feel less resentful. There's always going to be a happy medium in between, you know, I can do this and I can't do this kind of thing, whereas we can find a way to do it together. So if you're feeling resentful or if you're procrastinating, whatever it is, if you're not getting to your organizational goals, to recap, I think what we can learn from these two scenarios is number one, you can't throw away other people's stuff. (laughs) That's always the case. You can't throw away other people's stuff. However, if other people's stuff is getting in your way, you have a couple of choices. The first is that you can move it to the side, box it up, put it away, tell your partner, here it is, or your child or whomever, here it is, go through it, or I'm, or I'm going to chuck it. Or you could say, okay, I'm just boxing it up. If you need it, it's going to be over there on the side, but I needed to get my stuff situated and therefore I had to clear some space. That's number one. Number two is if you're finding you're procrastinating from doing even that, sit down and talk to your partner about the situation and see if you can come up with some sort of happy medium. If you feel like your partner should be doing paperwork either by themselves or with you, then say something. Don't let that build up inside of you because the resentment is going to take over and it's going to create a lot worse problems. And I don't think that anybody who is in a marriage wants that to happen and no one wants their marriage to implode that way. So talk about what the issue is with your partner and get them on the organizational decluttering train with you because you want to be able to get the support where you need it. If for whatever reason your spouse is not able to give you the support and you either know that or you don't know that, then then there are other options and other solutions. If you know that your spouse is not able to handle getting on the organizational train with you right now because they're very busy or they're going through a project or they're having some emotional stress or whatever it is, then say to them, you know, If you can't get on the train with me, I need to get someone else on the train with me. I need to work with a professional or I'm going to call my sister or whatever and I'm going to get some help because I really need help because I can't function like this anymore. And in most situations, most partners are going to be like, okay, that's fine. And if they're not open to bringing in a third party to help, then you need to say to them, if you're not open to me bringing in a third party to help, then I really need you to sit down with me and help me because I cannot do this by myself. And I think when you can present it in a way where they can manage part of it with you and you could say, this is what I need you to do and give them something specific, like all I need you to do is put the paper in the file that I'll tell you to put it in. So... I'm going to hand you the paper. You're not going to have to read it. You're just going to have to drop it in the file folder. I'm going to say, I'm going to pay it. I'm going to manage the payments. I'm going to make sure, you know, you know exactly where to put it. And I'm going to tell you where to put it. You just have to put it away. But I need someone to sit with me and work with me so that I can actually get it done because the task feels too overwhelming by myself. And probably what's happening for your partner is that same thing. The task just feels too overwhelming for them by themselves. And therefore, the two of you need to just sit down 
Find a time. Schedule it as a date, if you will. One hour. Okay. See how much time it's going to take you. See what you can get done in one hour and move forward from there. But sitting around and not getting the decluttering done, not letting go of the things that you no longer need, not making space for new bracha to come into your life, not fixing this this gap that needs to be bridged is not going to help you. It's not going to help your marriage. It's not going to help your partner. So figuring out how to connect with them and saying to them what you need plus how they can help you is what's going to get it done. But it's really, really important that when you ask for help, especially from your partner or your child, you're super specific with what you need. I need you to sit next to me and cheer me on. I need you to sit next to me and put the papers in the filing cabinet while I pay them. I need you to sit with me and decide what we're going to throw away and what we're going to keep. Whatever the scenario is, sitting down with the person and giving and giving them a specific task or at least dividing it up, having a discussion beforehand where you are each figuring out exactly what part of the task needs to get done, that's going to be the key to getting you out of the situation you need, minimizing resentment or eliminating it altogether, and moving you forward on your journey to organization. Because let's face it, if you can't move forward, you're probably moving backwards because the clutter is just going to be getting worse. So to Etty, I think the best thing that you can do right now is sit down and ask your husband for an hour every week for the next two months until you get the situation resolved or one big chunk of time where you can just sit down and figure it out and then to schedule regular time on your calendar to work together. But be open, be honest, say what you need and and before you go to someone, figure out exactly what it is that you need. What's the bare minimum that you hope to get out of the transaction and what's the maximum you hope to get out of the transaction? What is the least possible help that they could give you? What is the most possible help that they could give you? And see what they're capable of. Ask them, this is what I need. Here are the different ways you can help me. What are you capable of doing? And when you present it like that, I think it makes it a lot easier for your partners to agree to say yes to something. But what it also does is it empowers them to, to say, yes, I can help you because you've presented it as I need help instead of you have to do this because nobody likes it when you say you have to do this. Nobody wants their partner to be their parent. We want our partners to be our equals and that's why they're partners, right? Because we're equal to each other. If you need help doing something, it's not getting done in the house. Say, I need help. These are the things I need help with. Please tell me what you feel like you're capable of handling and how we can work together to solve this. And if we can't work together to solve this, what third party could we ask to help us? And on that note, if you need a third party, don't hesitate to go to balagambigan.com forward slash book dash now and book a consultation with me so I can figure out how I can help you either with in-home service or if you're not in my in-home service area with an online done in a day decluttering service over the phone on the internet through WhatsApp where we spend time targeting what needs to be done and setting goals and targets so that you 
can actually get your house decluttered in a day. For now, I'm wishing you a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.